Welcome back to the Power 5 Podcast. On this episode, we rank our top five 80s movies. My name is Kevin, and as we continue to make our way through our movie series, I'm joined once again by Christian and Colin, and also the Todd Father yet again. Gentlemen, we are officially in the doldrums of summer. Colin, didn't you say it was your least favorite season at one point? Man, you get you get me to July the 4th and through the 4th, and I could really just do away with July the 5th through about, you know, Friday before Labor Day. Just do away with it. <laughs> it's hot, man. It is hot. It's scorched earth over here, but, you know, not too hot for the Todd, ladies and gentlemen. Back again. This guy is burning up the charts on the Power 5 pod. Our ratings in Russia are through the roof, I'm sure, because they heard the Todd father just defeated Victor Drago once again in the 1980 film Rocky. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Yeah, listen, uh-huh. Miracle last week slamming the Soviets, Rocky slamming the Soviets. What was that other movie on your cutting floor? Hidden uh, Figures. Hidden Figures, yeah. Stranger Things. That's right, getting a lot of downloads. <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, well, Christian, I don't know if you know this or not, but we've got the impossible task of what? ranking our favorite 80s Is it movies. Kevin, yes. this one, you might be onto something. I don't think we're going to even finish tonight. This one might be impossible because everybody on the show knows that I'm a huge pop culture nerd. And I'm, I was born in 86, but the 80s have a special place in my heart. I grew up watching 80s classic films. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some great flicks on here. I'm going to leave some off. It's going to hurt me. But guys, this is awesome. Impossible task, Kevin. If we do it, Tonight, I don't know what I'll do for you. I'll, uh, hey. I'll shave my head, get a tattoo. You, you name it, buddy. Hey, who are you going to call? Todd, probably, because he'll pick up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, listen, guys. Let's get right to it, man. 80s movies is just absolutely loaded, just like 80s music was absolutely loaded. Just some classic, nostalgic movies coming here. 80s movies are going to be fun to rank. Christian, you're going to start us out. I will go second tonight. Todd, Father, we're going to let you go third. And Colin, you'll close us out in the four spot. Wow. Kevin in the two hole. We'll, we'll change the lineup tonight because of the Ozzy Albies injury. I like it. That's right. All right, guys. Let's do it. Number five. All right, guys. The Impossible Task, our top five 80s movies. Kevin, I'm going to try to do it tonight. I can't guarantee you we're going to land this plane just like that movie Flight with Denzel Darnell Washington. But, guys, we're going to do it. We're going to try our best. So, for me, okay, obviously 80s movies, right? My criteria, it's a movie from the 80s. But for me, did I own this movie? Did I watch this movie a lot growing up? Um, is this a movie that stands the test of time? Again, if I had to tell somebody, go back to the 80s, watch five movies. That's how I came up with my criteria, folks. So coming in at number five, maybe none bigger than this movie from 1982. Pretty sure my parents still have the VHS that they bought for me growing up. This got 99% certified fresh Rotten Tomatoes. I don't even know they did that back in the 80s, but they probably did that recently to still give this movie its props. Ladies and gentlemen, Steven Spielberg's masterpiece, E.T., coming out the gate here. Extraterrestrial, Elliot. Picture a young Drew Barrymore. Picture Kevin Williams riding his bike through the sky at Universal Studios, spending an ungodly amount of money for Walt Disney's family. Uh, A classic growing up as a kid. This flick has grossed over time $792.9 million, and it came out in 1982. I don't know about y'all, but E.T. Phone Home, The Glowing Finger, 
you know, E.T., when I think of the 80s, I think of this cat. So give me E.T. coming in at number five. Boom. Not surprised. Nailed it. Not surprised for me or just anyone for the 80s? I think it's going to be on a lot of lists. Okay. Just just anyone. Just anyone, yeah. All right. Love the pick. Here we go. Coming in at number five for me. Well, first of all, I had a difficult time with this list. I probably just off the top of my head had about 15, 20 movies that just instantly came to came to my mind, top of the mind. And so then I had to figure out how I was going to rank those. The list may look a little bit different tomorrow, possibly. I mean, who knows? I've already had a couple 80s movies on some previous lists. I'm trying to not repeat and bring those back. Uh, we may have a repeat, though. We'll see. But here we go. Coming in at number five, we've got the 1985 flick, $19 million budget, $388 million at the box office. We've got Marty McFly starring in Back to the Future. we got Marty McFly and the DeLorean, Doc Brown, Biff saying, McFly, McFly. Anyways, everybody's seen Back to the Future. You know, the second and the third installment's not that great, but the first one is classic. Guys, I don't know if you realize this, though, but John Cusack didn't get the part. Johnny Depp auditioned, didn't get the part. Charlie Sheen auditioned, didn't get the part. Ralph Macchio auditioned, didn't get the part. Some guy named Stoltz ended up getting it. It wasn't flowing. So the director, Zemeckis, who directed, I think he directed Forrest Gump. Not really, I can't remember for sure or not. But anyways, calls family ties and says, we want Michael J. Fox. That's how he gets the part. But back to the future, coming in at number five for me. Kevin, where we're going, we don't need roads. You can't beat him, dude. Doc Brown, the DeLorean, (laughs) Michael J. Fox, man. Talk about a guy who looked 40 in the 80s. I don't know how old he was, but he was in like a high schooler's body, right? So he was like Teen Wolf and Marty McFly and like Family Ties. Like that guy was the all-around 80s bad boy. Yeah, so so great. Um, I love it. (laughs) I've got that nice delay. It's like. I forgot. Yeah. We hold it up. It's like the Brant delay. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in so, true form, Brant, what, what's your number five? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to play the part well. And so, uh, <laughs> um, hey, for number five, I, I also had a di- very difficult time. You know, I was an 80s kid, uh, loved movies, spent a lot of time watching a lot of these movies. So, for me, this is probably one that I don't anticipate will be on other people's list, but it's one that I love. Uh, you guys know from last week's episode that I'm a big Hanks fan, big Tom Hanks fan. This is a 1988 Penny Marshall film, Big. It's a movie about a 12-year-old kid who gets a wish from one of those creepy-looking Zoltar machines. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Fuddrucker still has one, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and probably hasn't been cleaned since the 80s either. <laughs> no, neither uh, has their tables. Right. Uh, <laughs> So the bonds are still good. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. are. Mother Fuddruckers. He instantly becomes a 30-year-old overnight, works in a toy store. You know, nothing creepy about that. A 30-year-old dude working <laughs> in a toy store. A great movie. Loved it. A budget of a whopping $18 million grossed $151 million, but big coming in at number five for me. Todd, love it. Big pick. Huge. On my cutting room floor. Didn't make it. Total respect. 
But you know what I pulled from that movie that I still use today? The giant keyboard piano. There you go. Every Christmas. I got one for my daughter too, but I get on that thing and play a little classic, you know, maybe a little Kanye West. Look, dude, but you know, the funny thing about that, just like, uh, was it Forrest Gump that Tom Hanks said, you know, I'll take a cut. Yeah. You know, in big, he said, you know, I don't want any money. I, I just want you to, uh, don't pay me a dime. So he got nothing for that movie. Crazy. Right. No, just that's kidding. not true. That's not true. <laughs> Check your facts. There's no way. But he was a crazy guy. Check your facts. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, hey, I love that pick, man. Great movie. All right, so here's the thing, guys. Born in 87, haven't seen a lot of 80s movies. Didn't realize how much I was lacking in that area until I really sat down and started doing this list. And I'm like, man, like maybe I've seen that movie once, but I don't really know. I don't really remember it or, or, the, or the plot line. Pod inspires us to do a lot of things. And one of those things will be, a, you know, at some point in January or February, an 80s movie marathon weekend to watch some of these classics that you hear about that, you know, older friends reference that I just haven't seen. So this really became more of a process of elimination almost for me. And that criteria was, you know, if I, if I don't remember the plot line or I don't really remember loving it, I'm not including it. And, and so that really trimmed it for me. So I'm kicking this off. Number five, I anticipate some hate here and I'm fully prepared for it, but I remember as a kid loving this movie, I'm going to have to read the, uh, the synopsis, the little, the little one liner off the internet to give you the plot line. An orphaned brontosaurus teams up with other young dinosaurs in order to reunite with their family. Oh I'm going land before Tom. <laughs> How about oh my Colin still has the Pizza Hut hand puppets. Colin has now officially removed Chip Gaines yeah. as the worst pick. It was Airheads. Fiction. <laughs> With the number one draft pick. Then it was Chip Gaines on a dinner guest. Now it's Land Before Time on the 80s movies. Tell me it's not a good movie, though. It's not a good movie. <laughs> he didn't call I want, Colin, I I want a Twitter poll. I want a Twitter poll. I'm kidding. It's a good Kevin movie. Was Kevin, Kevin was in college. Kevin was in college. That movie was beneath him. Man, <laughs> I did watch the movie. I don't recall it. I don't think I watched it after like 1989. So I can't, I can't tell you if it was good nor bad. I know as a kid, I did have the hand puppets from Pizza Hut. And I'm talking OG Pizza Hut with the red cups. The criteria so, fits for me is I know that I loved it as a kid. That's hey, fair. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know what, that's why we're here. Did you include that on our childhood movie rankings back on episode 24? That's possible. Probable. Did, um, since you won't, since you won't sing for us, could you at least give us a dinosaur sound? Cannot do that. <laughs> hey guys, zero dark thirty. We lost Todd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lamb directed by Steven Spielberg. Well, you got to give him credit for that because Spielberg owned the 80s. So I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. We'll find out. Don Bluth. Don Bluth. (laughs) A legend. (laughs) 
Is that our best for the cleanup spot? Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Number four. All right, guys, let's keep this 80s party rolling. This is one that I think Todd will relate to. Guys, this movie's from 1985. Who owned the 80s? It's John Hughes. And I think Kevin would agree with me that John Hughes owned the 80s. Uh, This flick, guys, stars Anthony Michael Hall from The Breakfast Club, which will be coming back. Spoiler alert. But ladies and gentlemen, this movie is none other than Weird Science. Two ooh, nerds, ooh. two nerds use a computer to create their dream woman. Dream woman. I would tell you to Google Kelly LeBrock, who plays Lisa, but I'm afraid what might come up. Anyway, beautiful woman for the 80s, obviously. This movie also stars Bill Paxton as Chet, who is like the older brother, Bully, who Lisa, the, the lady, ends up turning into like a mutant blob. It's like a total 80s like sci-fi flick, but a high school, I consider it like a coming of age type film. And I watched this when I was kind of growing up in my early teens. Like I got really into the 80s flicks, the John Hughes flicks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, number four, Weird Science. Great pick, and I'm mad at myself that I didn't think of that one. <laughs> I didn't even see it on a list, which is weird, but what a great movie. Hey, catch I, see, I see what you did right there, Todd. It was weird <laughs> not having was, weird, weird science. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I knew Todd would like that because he loves being weird and he loves science, right, Todd? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. It was great. So for me, who you got? Oh, hey, 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 hey. We're batting out a lineup, buddy. That's Brad, Brad, I'm Brad. lineup. I'm sorry. Audible, audible. All right. Hey, listen, here we go. You know, if we go back to our comedy movies to start off, uh, I think it was episode two, actually, of of season two. But I threw Caddyshack in there at number five. And so it would seem that with Caddyshack being a movie made in 1980, I should automatically throw it in my top five 1980s movies. But again, not wanting to repeat anything, um, I decided to omit Caddyshack, even though it arguably could or should be in my top five list but here we go in an effort not to repeat i'm going to throw a different sports movie in and that is going to be major league guys i don't know if you've seen it of course you've seen it it's major league it's a 1989 11 million dollar budget brought in 75 million i mean we got ricky wild thing vaughn pedro serrano roger dorn harry doyle willie mays hayes Guys, here's the odd fact about this. Charlie Sheen threw a 79-mile-an-hour fastball, okay? He got on steroids for six to eight weeks, and it brought it up to 85-mile-an-hour. So he gained six miles an hour on his on his uh, fastball while he was playing Ricky the Wild Thing Vaughn. But Major League, absolutely classic, hilarious comedy. Number four, Major League. How about that? Did you know Dennis Haysbert, who is the Allstate guy? Yep. State Farm guy, one of the two, <laughs> played Pedro Serrano. Mm, <laughs> the guy right. who's got that's the iconic right. voice. Yeah. You got no mammals. <laughs> They'll pick you up. I think that was number two, right? <laughs> yeah, Major League back to the minors. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right, Todd, now you're up, buddy. Yeah, well, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't out of turn. I got called out for, for the delay the last time, so I jumped the gun. So we'll, we'll get it right. St- still on a rookie contract here. Uh, for me, for me, 
I'll take the 1984 film. Who are you going to call Ghostbusters? That's who you're going to call. Yeah. Yeah. Christian. I'm sorry. I mean, you got Murray, Aykroyd, Rick, Rick Moranis. You got Sigourney Weaver. You know, you got slime. You got the Stay Pup Man. Such a good movie. You know, gross just under 300 million. Iconic movie. You know, one they've remade here recently. I didn't watch that because I didn't want to tarnish the the original, although I heard it was pretty good. No, you have to, okay? okay. Because let's just say there are some cameos that you okay. will appreciate, and Paul Rudd can do no wrong. Okay. So, so don't watch the previous one. That's I'm not being insensitive, but the one with all female cast, it, was, it, it didn't do the Ghostbusters original justice. Right. The most recent one definitely did. Okay, okay. But give great it, movie, it. man. I love it. We ain't afraid of no ghosts around here. <laughs> Dude, I mean, how about come that? On. We got the, that's we so got the Pillsbury Doughboy in that one, right? I mean, didn't he? No. No, that's the new one, actually. Hey, do, but, you, do you remember? <laughs> You're talking about the Michelin Man. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, I know that Christian and, and Colin are too young for this, but do you remember the high C Ecto Cooler? I do. Cat, I'm not too old. Man? I had a box, man. Boy, that was a treat, man, at lunch with your PB&J. Listen, yeah, it was for sure. I had that, but I also still have the original tan-colored suit from the first Ghostbusters. My mom bought me as a kid. We actually put my daughter in it last Halloween, and it fit her. We have some pictures, man. Still have the OG suit, man. Do you still fit (laughs) in it? (laughs) I can't even fit my pinky in it, Todd. (laughs) But you know what I wish I had today? A proton pack and one of those little things you step on and it opens up. Like Those were the baddest things in the world growing up. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. The 80s were so weird. Um, <laughs> this ought to be good. I mean, we got Lamb before I can't the wait. It five. only gets better. It only gets better. <laughs> Nothing wild at number four. It's actually a repeat from my comedies list. I didn't have any other options. I'm going Ferris Bueller's Day Off here again, 1986. You know, no point in rehashing a ton of stuff here as I covered it in comedies. But great movie, especially loved kind of the closing scene there with the twist and shout and the parade. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, number four. Worthy pick. Totally redeemed yourself. I think that's yeah. a definite top listen, five. I stand by the Lamb Four Top pick. <laughs> I, hey, listen, I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, this was why this was difficult. But again, trying not to repeat anything. I think I had that in my childhood movies. I think. <clears throat> but love that. That just shows your age. Four. That's right. Cameron, come on. Who didn't have a crush on her? I thought that was the boy, his friend. <laughs> right? I don't know. What's the girl's name? <laughs> Cameron was the guy, Alan Ross. Sure right? yeah. <laughs> Which is okay, what's Kevin. The, what's the girl's name? <laughs> I don't even think there was a girl. The dirty there dancing, the flash girl. dance girl, right? Yeah, what was her name? The sister from Flash Dance. Oh my gosh. Um, Take that back. <laughs> Bueller, I'm stalling. Bueller, Simone, yes. Who didn't have a crush on Simone? <laughs> Sloan, not Simone, right? <laughs> You're thinking of the Cosby Show, Raven Smoke. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All yes. right. Who didn't have a crush on Sloan? That's what I meant to say the whole time. Obviously, right? Come on. Naturally, I'm more of a camera guy. And number three. All right, guys, coming in at number three, I'm going to say three words, and you're going to know this pick from 1985. Hey, you guys. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sean Aston, Rudy himself, Josh Brolin, Corey Feldman, you know Chunk, you know the baby Ruth. What's not to love? This movie made 125 mil in the box office. Ladies and gentlemen, it is The Goonies. Um, you know, this is a movie that I actually just discovered a couple years ago, but it's one that every time it comes on now, I watch it and I pretend that in the 80s, this was one of my top movies. It's one of those, I think, a lot of people watch as kids, and so they reference it as a kid's movie. I'm somebody who watched it as an adult, but again, it falls in the theme of my favorite type of shows like your Stranger Things and just that kind of vibe for me. So give me The Goonies from 1985 coming in at number three. Boom classic right hey that was actually on on tv tonight before we started recording shut up (laughs) love junk (laughs) i love sloth man so good great character what a a good movie great flick all right here we go coming in at number three we got kevin bacon man making an appearance also john lithgow you guys know where i'm going foot loose Kenny Loggins crushed it with Danger Zone on Top Gun in the 80s. He crushed it with Footloose in the 80s as well with the main song on there. How does it go? Everybody cut loose, footloose. That's how we do it. Can we get it? Put on your blue suede shoes, Colin. 1984, $8 million budget, $80 at the box office. Hey, this is crazy, man. This was actually based on a real story in Elmore, Oklahoma. The city of Elmore, Oklahoma actually banned dancing, public dancing. And if you don't know what the movie is about, it's about this kid, Ren um, Ren McCormick, who's played by Kevin Bacon. He moves into small town. I can't remember if it's shot in Oklahoma or wherever he, wherever he's at. But anyways, moves into a small town and, you know, he's the new kid. So he kind of gets picked on and he's unlike, but the local, the local preacher's daughter ends up liking him. The local preacher's actually play, played by John Lithgow. Also has, Sarah, also has Sarah Jessica Parker in it. <clears throat> Guys, did you know this? John Lithgow actually got some training from a real preacher to help him with just some of the, the, the sayings of, of preachers and the, the delivery of preachers. Was it possible that he hired the rabbi to give him a little... little uh, Shout little out to help? the rabbi possibly right anyways love the movie footloose grew up watching that it felt like it was on quite often at our house number three footloose listen i love kevin you i love bacon too and i hate dancing so great pick (laughs) checks all the boxes for you right (laughs) pretty much yeah (laughs) that's great what a great pick for me number three uh i'm gonna go back to goonies Uh, i know it was just on someone's list a couple of interesting facts that I, I found out about it. It was filmed on location in Oregon, where June the 7th is Goonies Day. Wow. Um, so they celebrate Let's that. June uh, Sloth, it took five hours to do his makeup uh, while they were on set. And then uh, one of the things that I thought was pretty wow. cool is they didn't allow the kids to see the pirate ship being built. Uh, so when they walk in and you see their reaction when they see the ship, it was the actual real reaction there. And so... You know, you just got to love it. Lost treasure, caves, bad guys, all the things. Goonies never say die. That's right. Love it, Todd. Hey, I really thought, I thought Sloth was like, that's, that was the guy that they, they cast. I thought he just looked like that. (laughs) Yeah. Who played that? Was that John Lithgow? That's right. (laughs) I'm not sure. That's right. It's one of the Corey, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. Right. One of the Corey's. That's right. (laughs) Oh man. I thought they just got some guy. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right. Great number, pick, Todd. All out. Number three for me, I don't think I've had it on a, a previous list of any kind, but it's certainly been covered um, on, you know, previous lists in season one, certainly been covered in season two. Going with Top Gun, 1986, great film, great soundtrack. You know, I think we've covered about every angle of it, but just a great 80s movie. Top Gun, number three. Can't beat it, Colin. Great pick. You know I love it. Number two. All right, guys, coming in at number two, you know I have a little bit of a dark side. I'm into some of the sci-fi. I'm into some of the little bit, you know, darker movies. And so 1988 was the year. Tim Burton was the director. Ladies and gentlemen, none other than Beetlejuice. Don't say it three times, Todd. I won't do it. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I did it. I almost did it. Guys, think about this, okay? You got Michael Keaton, you know, who's essentially about to be the Batman, right? Like, and he gets this, this role, you know, playing a dead guy, essentially. You got Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Catherine O'Hara from Home Alone and Schitt's Creek, Winona Ryder as a young Lydia. Ladies and gentlemen, this movie only made $74.2 million, but was the 10th highest grossing film in 88. And I would say has become one of the most iconic character type movies of all time i mean everybody knows beetlejuice the black and white pajamas the crazy face and the head i mean it's a halloween costume every single year and guys this is a movie my wife and i if it's on tonight we'll go we'll watch it i mean michael keaton plays such a great sarcastic character there's even talks of a sequel in the works for 2025 and you know essentially you would bring back the characters such as michael keaton uh even bringing back winona Ryder, who's been pretty popping on stranger things lately and then johnny depp i think is the person responsible for green lighting this i don't know he's got his own like acting producing company or something so there's rumor that he's a part of the whole mix so ladies and gentlemen number two beetlejuice Great, great pick. But bam. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Hey, listen, love love that movie. It was actually on my initial list. I remember watching it all the time. You know, that was when Winona Ryder was actually bearable. Can't stand her now. But, man, love me some Beetlejuice. That was a nice, solid, off-the-grid pick. I like that, Christian. All right, coming in at number two is actually a repeat. Todd, you had it at your number five pick. I'm throwing it in at number two. We've got big coming back around. I remember my parents – watching that movie with me man it was on all the time i don't know if we owned it or if it was just on hbo all the time or what it was but i remember watching big so much and you covered a lot of it you know pretty much the premise right he makes a wish at the zoltar he's disappointed because he can't ride a ride so he goes to the zoltar makes a wish i'm gonna be big next morning you know he's big but guys a couple people actually turned this role down before Tom Hanks got it. Harrison Ford, who was just crushing it then. Kevin Costner, hadn't talked to him in a long time or talked about him. Warren Beatty, y'all remember that name? Warren and then Beatty. Dick Robert, Tracy, yeah. Robert, yes, Dick Tracy. Robert De Niro, he wanted six mil back in 1988, and Penny Marshall was like, uh-uh, not happening. So Tom what? Hanks it was. Big Dude, number two. How about that? And how about another Home Alone reference? John Hurd is in that movie. He's Kevin's dad from home alone. Do y'all remember him? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's classic, right? Yep. It's interesting. Whenever you hear some of these people that were potential cast in these big roles to so think about how the movie would have been different, right? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. It blows you me away. Anybody but Hanks, but 
Of like, course, just yeah. Thinking about some of those. It's like guys. when when Todd plays Brant in the Power Five podcast. It's like a it's crazy, right? <laughs> Zach Efron. Zach <laughs> Efron could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Great, great pick there, Kevin. So for me, at number two, I'm gonna go with Back to the Future. We've already it's already been on at least one or two other people's lists. I was a huge Michael J. Fox guy back in the day. Loved. Uh, I think somebody referenced uh, this earlier, but he is like a 40 year old man in a young young guy's body. A couple of inter- inter- interesting things that I just kind of looked up because I, you know, we've kind of nailed all the details of the of the movie. But originally, uh, there was a part in there where Doc had a, a pet chimp named Shimp. It got cut out of the movie. What an interesting thing there. And I can't even imagine that. Uh, but the entire movie was based off Bob Gale finding his dad's old high school yearbook and wondering if they would be friends if they were the same age. And so kind of an interesting concept, an interesting way to, to, to come up with the movie. And then the last one I'll throw at you is Marty McFly's original name was McDermott, uh, which is not anywhere near as memorable. So I think they did the right thing by, by going with McFly. I think so. Can we, can we put some respect on Christopher Lloyd for his yeah. and what he's done over the years, man? Talk about a, just a man, a guy, angels in the outfit. He's had so many good roles. Hey, how nasty was he in Dennis the Menace? Oh, oh eating man. the can of beans. <laughs> hey, he, eats, he eats that apple, man. Oh, the I was rooting for him. He rips the huge fart. <laughs> Story of my life. Hey, don't spoil anything. Colin hasn't oh, seen it. Man. <laughs> Dennis the Menace. I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. Go back and watch it. Is that from the 80s? It might Walter be on Collins Matt number out. one. Uh, it's probably like 94 yeah. or something. I don't know. Okay. The golden years. All right. Number two for me, getting a little bit more into my wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> I've covered it before, but it's worth repeating here. I'm going the 1989 film Filled of Dreams, uh, where Kevin Costner plays Ray Kinsella. You know, we've talked about this movie a good bit on the pods on, on various shows, but couple things, uh, or at least one thing I didn't know. Apparently, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were extras in the movie in one of the Fenway scenes. But just great movie, man. One of the, the, the scene where Ray plays catch with his dad uh, is arguably, you know, one of my favorite scenes in sport or in movies. So, Field of Dreams, number two. I like it. What's the famous line from Field of Dreams? If you build it. They will, they will come. come. Absolutely. Will come. I just wanted to hear it. Um, but yeah, I love how Colin picked a movie that came out um, December 31st, 1989, <laughs> just to make sure he got it in the 80s list there. <laughs> Needed it. Needed it. Um, hey, here's a funny story. So last year we were taking a little road trip and we happened to be coming back through Iowa. So naturally we stop at the Field of Dreams. You can go check it out. You say Iva? Iowa. Oh, yeah, it is like Iva, though, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, we check it out on the website, make sure you don't have to have any kind of reservation or buy tickets or anything. But it says on the website all over it, like free, you know, free field of dreams. You can come and check it out or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> before you even get close, man, there's this little there's this little booth as you're going into the parking lot for donations and hmm. basically they tell you the minimum donation to get in is 20 bucks which is fine but it's just fine man i just remember them <laughs> free. like free it was free yeah. though 
Yeah, it's right. free, but uh, we expect you to pay 20 bucks <laughs> right now, and that's the minimum. <laughs> you know, funny story. My pastor told me the same thing on Sunday. He said, Christian, it's free to come in, but you got to pay to play. <laughs> it wasn't 20 bucks, though. No, I mean, you know, it's uh, 10% off the top, honey. <laughs> Number one. Well, Kevin, once again, another podcast, another impossible feat. Defeated. Okay. Impossible. But we're here. I'm doing it, Kevin. I'm doing it. And I think you're going to like where I'm going. All right. So let me set the scene for you with number one here. The year is 1985. It's the year before I was born. Kevin was a freshman at Clemson and Johnstone, really just getting his bearings. This film really reminded him of, of his high school days. It's a coming of age drama. The 80s master, John Hughes. Picture this. You're in there with the Mighty Ducks guy, Emilio Estevez. You get detention. You got Anthony Michael Hall, as I mentioned, from Weird Science. You got Judd Nelson. You got the redhead that everybody loved, Molly Ringwald, the jock, the nerd, the punk, the princess. Ladies and gentlemen, the classic high school stereotypes. They all spend Saturday detention together. You know the song, Don't You Forget About Me. Hey, 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 who? Lift your fist in the sky. The classic soundtrack, The Fist Pump by Judd, Perfection. You think of everything about it. It is the Breakfast Club. It made $51.5 million on a $1 million budget. That is a legacy film that is still talked about today. The, influence are un- the influences are uncanny. You think of not another teen movie. You think of 10 Things I Hate About You. You think of She's All That. You think of all those movies that have kind of use something from that movie that has stood the test of time. Ladies and gentlemen, big shout out. The cast is perfect. You know, John Hughes, thank you for the breakfast club coming in at number one. This is why this is impossible because how does that not make a list? How does that not make everyone's list? But yet it's not going to be on my (laughs) list. You know, I mean, that's why, that's why it's so impossible. God, what a movie though, man. I love it. I feel like I watched that thing a a couple times a year. Who did you relate to? Um, The guy that they taped his hairy butt cheeks together in the locker room or somebody else? (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. That was it for me. That was me. All right, here we go. My number one movie, something I grew up watching all the time. I feel like all these movies, man, I grew up watching all the time and and still tune in from time to time, even though I'm not a much of a rewatcher. If I could, I would throw the entire Indiana Jones trilogy at number one, but I'm going to pick the second installment here. Raiders of the Lost Ark is amazing, but I do prefer Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I don't know if you guys have seen it. 1984, 28 million budget, 333 million at the box office. Obviously, you got Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. John Williams with the score. I mean, anything that he's conducting is going to be amazing. George Lucas is the main director. I mean, you know you're going to have lots of adventures. Obviously, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, but you got to admit, I mean, it's 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 an adventure when George Lucas is involved. But Indiana Jones, classic, right? He's in India. He's got to go and recover these Sankara, I think that's how you say it, stones stolen by these, these Indian characters called thuggies. There's lots of human sacrifice going on. There's lots of nasty bugs. There's some – I can't even remember his name, but one of the Goonies – 
the Goonies science kid. You know what I'm talking about? He, he does all the he's, – he's got the hat. Uh, what's oh, his yeah. name, Christian? You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah, he, yeah. Makes his, he makes his film debut in, in this movie as well. Oh, that's right. Um, but love it. 1984, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Is that the one where the giant boulder is chasing him? No. No. Okay, never mind. But that I love. I love Indiana Jones. That, and again, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, and Ghostbusters were not on my list, and I should slap myself for that. But that's just how impossible this is, Kevin. So, yep, epic pick. Yeah, as I was looking at these lists earlier, and I, my wife was sitting there, and I was just kept going down the list, going, "Ooh, I gotta add this one. Ooh, I gotta add this one." It just made it so challenging to to pick. But great, great pick there. I love that franchise. I, I gotta add his name was. Kihu Kwan. That was the kid who played uh, the character, the nerdy guy in Indiana Jones and in the Goonies. Uh, he was Data in the Goonies. But that's he, right, Data. He played Kwan. Or no, that's his last name. I'm trying to think what his name was in Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, he was Short Round. Short Round. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch it. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hey, for me, number one. It's already been on some lists. E.T. Uh, this is actually the first movie that I remember seeing in a theater. Uh, I was seven when it came out. At the time, became the top grossing movie of, of all time and uh, held that for a long time until Jurassic Park actually uh, came out and took, took over that. It was nominated for nine Academy Awards. And actually, this year on August the 12th, there's going to re- release an IMAX version of the movie to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the of the film and so just such a great movie and it's one of those movies you know like uh, i don't i think i've heard you guys talk about this on the pod before but like something from your childhood that you think man this is just going to be amazing well i remember sitting down to watch et with my kids and you know thinking this is they're going to love this and watching it and thinking this is the saddest movie <laughs> you know <laughs> And 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 the, just didn't go anything like I I wanted to go, but because it is the the first movie that I remember seeing in a theater, I, I had to put it number one, um, and just you know a lot of nostalgia there for me, which is always the way I seem to lean with my picks. But uh, E.T. there at number one for me, worthy pick. And uh, what was it that the kid he was leaving him like Reese's Pieces or something like candy to lead right. him back? To his yeah. House? That is what is like kind of ingrained in my memory of like, I thought that was so cool. <laughs> Going to get him to come back and leave some. That's, like, how, you, that's how you have to do to get Christian to do anything. Just drop little. Oh, little absolutely. Nuggets. My wife, she'll just drop nuggets everywhere. Just uh, lead me to, to, to the water to drink. He also got in the beer too. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guys in rehab now. Oh boy. <laughs> Elliot. Well, is there a sadder scene like when he's in that that thing and they, you know, he's dead? I'm like, yeah. it's so, <laughs> it just so got awful. dark time. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was bad. It was real bad. I'm it's thinking so about naming honest. my kid Elliot in in honor of that flick. <laughs> right. Yeah, great movie though. How about Drew Barrymore? Does she make you feel old in that movie? Not at all. It's <laughs> like a child. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right, Big C. All right. Number one for me, Returning to the Well. Uh, it's been on list before. It'll be on lists again. Uh, it's none other than Bull Durham. Kevin Costner is Crash Davis. The 1988 flick, $9 million budget, grossed $50 million in the U.S. 
interesting thing I did see today that I've never seen before on this movie. Kurt Russell uh, had agreed to play the role of Crash Davis, went out of town to do something else. Costner got wind of it, convinced him to give him the role. Uh, they also considered Mel Gibson and Harrison Ford uh, as Crash Davis. So a little interesting note there. Bull Durham, number one. You feel can like there's only can like I get a lollygag line. <laughs> I did I did uh use that in real life yesterday, I believe. Come on, give us a little lollygag. Give us a small of the back line or whatever. Can't lollygag <laughs> on the field. You Is just it John a bunch C. Of I love it, man. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you, I knew it was coming. Baby. It was coming. I, I actually when you pulled the uh, field of dreams. I was like, is he going to really do two baseball movies back to back? And he did it just like back I thought. Back to back. Like you predicted. A double header. If you, if you there will. You go. <laughs> hey, what you guys, what you guys think about these, these movies that were on the cutting room floor that didn't make it. Okay. We've got the karate kid. We've yeah. got adventures in babysitting Elizabeth <laughs> shoe. We've yeah. got raising Arizona. Right, mm-hmm. Coen Brothers, Nicolas Cage. I don't know if y'all have seen that one. Classic. We've got Romancing the Stone, Michael Douglas. Did y'all ever see that? Pretty hilarious yeah, movie. Did not. We've got the We've got the Never Ending Story. We've got the original Batman, Michael yeah. Keaton, oh, 1989. Jack Nicholson. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I saw that at the Colony back in the day in Easley. Co- man, I missed the Colony. Actually, I remember this vividly. I begged and begged my parents to take me to Batman. When I was three years old and I remember making it five minutes, I wasn't afraid of Jack Nicholson. I was afraid of Michael Keaton as Batman. And my parents were like, kid, but I'm like, I was three. You know, right. It's like Michael Keaton was scarier back then, you know, with his deep voice. But how did we leave that off? Guys, great, great cutting room picks. How about a couple of these? I'm going to name ones that weren't because there were a lot that you guys already had on your list, but how about, Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Sean oh, yeah. John Cusack, another one of those classic high school flicks. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, total classic, <laughs> so man. Like that was so classic back then, you know. Uh, what about a Little Shop of Horrors? Another Rick mm-hmm. Moranis musical joint, right there. Steve Martin, man, so good. That was big for my childhood. And then um, number another one, I couldn't put it on a five, but. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I was a huge Pee-wee Herman guy. I mean, I love that. Pee-wee Herman was top-notch. And then shout-out to Fred Savage and Howie Mandel in Little Monsters. That is an all-time. I've got the DVD right here, guys. If you've never seen it, go get a nightmare. (laughs) Little Monsters, guys. Those are great. One more. Dead Poet Society. Robin Williams. That's deep. That was, that was deep, man. I almost put it at number five. That's deep. Man, those are all great. Uh, I had some some of the ones that were on my cutting room. Uh, Scarface. Oh, it? yeah. Yeah. Airplane. Uh, <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Terminator. I mean, how can you oh, leave off Schwarzenegger, man. right? I Not forgot. <laughs> it's in a chopper. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Hey, that's fine, man. I mean, you could do a part two of 80. Hey, Colin, wait, wait. What was on your cutting room floor? <laughs> I had six, six written down. What uh, was number six? Honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, this yeah. is another Rick Moranis joint. Hey, you know what? I kid you not. We watched this about two weeks ago because my kids have yet to see it. Well, up until then, and we sat down and we watched 
Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The and, original one, yeah. Yeah, I fell asleep this time. <laughs> Dude, I my wife and I watched it back in like COVID 2020 year just for old time's sake on Disney plus, man, I grew up obsessed with the giant oatmeal cream pie. I think we oh, talked yes. about on episode one, the giant, there was nothing better. And then like, I was obsessed with oatmeal cream pies ever since. So great the, advertising there. You get the creepy ant man. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Yeah. That was creepy. <laughs> Love it. I think Colin also had the land before time. An American Tale and Muppets Take Manhattan on this list. <laughs> Dude, Fightful Goes West, American <laughs> Tale. I would have, I love that too. Hey, that was solid. That's a patriotic movie. We should have had that on the list. Oh, patriotic. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, boy. Hey, well, listen, guys, thanks again. We want to thank our listeners for watching or listening to us. And <laughs> you uh, can hey, see maybe, us? maybe one day, maybe one day we'll have a YouTube channel, right? We'll see. it. All right. Hey, we look forward to bringing it back again next week with episode six of season two, man, bringing another movie episode to you. We look forward to doing it and uh, we'll see you then. Say goodnight, Kevin. Kevin.